Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, George. Good morning, afternoon or eve, Flawless people. And Liam. Hello everybody, no matter what time it is. <laughs> Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless. And we talk about why they love it, what they love about it. And at the end, we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We've got a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Friends and Family, and we'd love for you to join us. Tell us what you think about your favorite albums and your favorite episodes of Flawless. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Flawless Friends and Family. What a mouthful. Good way. (laughs) We also have a Patreon and you can back us from as little as a dollar a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to our special bonus episodes. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Flawless AMP. And as of today, how many patrons do we have we have four as of today which is a new record for us that's awesome well done everyone so this afternoon evening or morning whenever you decide (laughs) to listen to this we actually have a guest which is super 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 exciting would you like to introduce yourself sure my name is pascal burton and i play synths in the band the stress of leisure yeah you do do. yes you do (laughs) hello pascal hello and this is not the first time we are discussing. No, it is not. Pascal no. is our first, second time guest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so exciting. There we go. The first one for the second time. The first time I spoke with you was with Ian, also from The Stress of Leisure. Uh, and we spoke about television's Marky Moon as part of your special Girls Rock series, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had to cram that, all that into 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've got a little more room a little this more time. time yeah. tonight. Yes, yeah. we do. Or today or this morning. Oh, <laughs> yes. and, and we don't have Ian. We've kicked At him the out. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Kicked Ian out yep. and just went, let's just bring in the guns. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> bring in the heavy hitters. Because we love redhead women on this mm-hmm. podcast. So, yeah, we, just, That's we right. had to bring Correct. them. Exactly. So, you've got an album you'd like to yes. nominate. Please, illuminate um, us. I have chosen... For this uh, episode, uh, an album by Smog, and it's called Dongs of Savotion. It happens on a side street, maybe. It happens on a main street, maybe. And the reason I, I have a few reasons, I'm going to just lay them out. Do it. To Please see. lay them out. So the reason I've chosen this is it ha- it's an album with really awesome themes of mortality, sex, violence and death, but it also combines morbid humour and tension, so it's never too heavy. My second reason is an example of completely purposeful songwriting from the lyrics to the instruments and the arrangements to the song structures and the song order. Uh, But most of all, my favourite part of it is the lyrics and how they're delivered. And it's kind of in that enigmatic fashion of, say, Leonard Cohen or Johnny Cash or Lou Reed. Um, They're disconcerting. They're sharp. They're shocking at times, they're bleak, they're funny, <laughs> they're alienated, they're shameful but honest, mm-hmm. they draw imaginatively from the well of human experience, 
Jeez. <laughs> Just for the listeners, while while this is going on, she's reading from notes, which is super impressive. Yeah. Typed notes at that, because yeah. and it's really good. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, and it just also becomes very cinematic. Some of the songs really put um, vivid pictures in your head. So that's why I've chosen this album. Awesome. Sounds like very Job solid done. reasons. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, All right, so we're done. Be the shortest episode yeah, ever. Yeah, there we go. That's okay. Goodness. And so, how did you discover "Dongs of Devotion"? I like the I like the play on the Jeepers. "Songs of Devotion." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like it? a, a dick joke straight away. <laughs> totally, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Which is why I was just initially I was like, "Smog did something like dickish," and then yes. it was just like, "Oh, okay, that's not really what we're going for." Okay, yeah, yep. Uh, so I already knew the album "Knock Knock," and that was pretty big in Australia. I remember when it came out. So. Uh, it was well received and I, I loved some of the songs like Cold-Blooded Old Times and The River Guard and blah, blah, blah. But this album came out while I was living in London and mm. I picked it up and it just became one of those albums I couldn't stop listening to. Um, and I saw him play this album oh. at Scott Walker's Meltdown Festival. No And I way. think I need to explain who else was on the bill. Please. So you had Smog and he had his backup singers called the Dongettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, but before he came out, you also had Jarvis Cocker was playing a glass... Uh, organ or harmonica. It was he's playing some really weird instrument. Right. Um, and before that was a German band called Fuckhead. And <laughs> I, as, as I've kind of gone back and searched that, it's hard to know whether they're German or Austrian. But Fuckhead play nude. And it's very heavy experimental music. And my favourite part of their act. Total nude. Yeah. Totally nude. Just my, to be clear. My yeah. favourite part was you had two of the members of Fuckhead standing back to back at the beginning of a song and as the music played they kept moving further and further apart and you realised there was a piece of string joining between uh-huh. their butts and then they would hang things over that. It was a memorable experience. Unforgettable. <laughs> they didn't get good reviews, but but yeah. Smog did. So there that's, you go. that's wow. where I saw. Yep. So was were they was was Smog the main act that yeah. night? Yes, yes. That's awesome. And Smog is Bill oh. Callahan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That goes by Smog. Well, went by Smog, went, yes. but from uh, 1990 to 2005, and then went by Bill Callahan from 2007 to 2020, and it's released a record this year. Great facts. So even like, in between there, that's 20. Can I just point out that's 21 yes. albums mm-hmm. by yes. this dude. He's a little prolific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since 1990, and I was like, and I was only five in 1990, but I've not <laughs> achieved. I've, I've had one album in that time. That's not enough. Yes. So yeah, that, well, that's good. Sorry, one I album is enough. Yeah, mm. I suppose it's just tick. It's um, one twentieth of what Bill Callahan has released. This is true, and he <laughs> um, interestingly is uh, three months younger than my fiance. Oh, sorry. Right. When I had extra time to do notes, I got some real good facts. So uh, yeah, this is a, just a little fact that there was one album after this album where he actually changed his name to Smog in brackets. Oh. Well, like Sun. 
Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Ah, cool. Mm. So definitely not someone who takes himself too seriously. I don't think in case so. Dom's observation didn't give that away. <laughs> 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 That's right. Yeah. That's true. Cool. Oh, so this came out in April third, two thousand. Mm-hmm. So, so it was in Europe on Domino Recording Company, and then in North America on Drag City. And can I just say, Drag City also have mm. some other epic mm. people that from my from my like catalog, like Joanna Newsom, Jim O'Rourke, Pavement, Stereolab, and Scott Walker, who has already been mentioned, mm-hmm. and Purple Mountains and Silver Jews as well. There are people I will be and looking Bonnie up after. Bonnie Prince Billy, <laughs> I think it might be. Bonnie Prince Billy, I know. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Enemy named it the 27th best album of 2000 and Pitchfork placed it number 10 on their top albums of 2000. And it, in the UK independent chart, it was number 28. Mm-hmm. So that's when you're saying that you were in the UK at the time, it makes perfect sense that you would have been like, oh, I've heard this in indie music yes. um, because it would have been played a lot. Cool. And so that was was um, Knock Knock how you'd first heard of Smog or did you know about them before that? That was Knock that? Knock, just I was a... Uh, Listening to Triple J, I th- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking back in the golden days of yeah. Triple J, and um, yeah, it, that album I know did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I don't have the stats. No, but that's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sorry, only I, seen I, Smog once. No, I've seen him five times. Yes. Um, so I've seen him play with Joanna Newsom because they used to <gasps> date. Stop the bus. They used to date. Before she married Andy Samberg. She did marry Andy Samberg, the weirdest <laughs> couple ever. But, like, I love them both That's in right. different parts of my life. Um, yeah, they nice. played the zoo at an incredibly hot summer <sighs> show and everyone was just drenched in sweat and it was a great show. Yeah. Awesome. Has anyone else together? here seen Smoke? No. No. <laughs> no. Grant's like has fallen. Grant's got that face again. That's <laughs> all right. I've also seen him... Thing. At the Troubadour, when it was called the Troubadour, um, I think he was playing the Woke on a Whale Heart album. I have seen him at the Spiegel Tent down in Sydney as part of the Sydney Festival. And what I remember that night because I really wanted to see him play. Um, Jim White was on the drums doing his lovely staring and it was fantastic. And then I just jetted at the end in a cab to the Enmore to see Grace Jones. It was like a great night. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then my another time I've seen him was this year. It was one of the last gigs Concerts. I saw before lockdown. Yeah. And oh, he was wow. playing with Zalurus White and it was fantastic. That was at the Tivoli. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Oh, epic place yeah. to play, play yeah. as well. At, the, kind of at the Troubadour, was he solo or did he have to like, no, did he they squeeze the band. the band up there? Yeah, because yeah. I remember my favourite song on that album was Diamond Dancer and he had the whole band playing mm-hmm. that. It was like, yeah, great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just because awesome. I like to bring it back oh, yes. to the UK sometimes mm. is that he lived in the UK for eight years um, because his parents and stuff. And um, he lived in a place called Nairsborough, which is like the arse end of nowhere. Oh, um, wow. But lived there for on and off for eight years, which is really awesome. Um, that is so amazing. I like to bring that in. But do you, can anyone guess what his parents did for a living, knowing what, listening to this album, <sighs> thinking about the kind of guy he is, the stuff he writes about, everything like that? Funeral directors? Ministry. <laughs> they were language analysts for the NSA. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, um, and wow. I just went, what a curveball of a child <laughs> yes. that you've got. Mm. Like a successful curveball, but yes, a curveball nonetheless. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. He, so, when you can't say, you know, something weird, it was just, it was fun, fun, fun bill facts. That's great bill facts. Cool. 
Have you have you seen him play, George? We didn't ask you. you asked oh us. no, I haven't. Okay. But um, has been at festivals at the time. I think from mm-hmm. what, from uh, I forgot to spend time looking at the different festivals I went to. But I'm pretty certain because I was into a lot of questionable music when this <laughs> came out. Um, uh, because I was only fifteen, yeah. so there was some there was some new new metal in there, etc. Oh, yes, so if he great. was playing the festival, um, I probably would have gone. Interesting, but I'm going to something choose, better. On. I'm going to choose something I can <laughs> mosh to. So yeah, yeah. so um, but then later years got really into the got by probably two years after this album got really into everything that was lo-fi oh, mm-hmm. and yes. I've seen very lots of other artists that are lo-fi, but not I haven't seen Smock so. There you go. Cool. Don't want to hear. I haven't seen him. <laughs> I said before I hadn't seen oh, him. I missed that. But Sorry. my 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 smog story is mm. almost identical to Pascal's in that I heard knock knock songs on Triple J in nineteen ninety nine because that was right when I was getting right into Triple J. So cold blooded wow. old times. I was like, yeah, that's a great song. But the difference is I never actually followed it up and did anything with it. So, <laughs> but I know. Bands talk about Smog as like a person that they know. Like even if he doesn't get a lot of chart success and doesn't have a lot of high profile stuff on that side, a lot of bands talk about him and know him, especially in that sort of folk side. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. they, yeah, you see them and they went talking about their influences or the bands that they like or they're playing clips on Rage and stuff like that. There's always usually a Smog clip in there. So the name I've always known about and sort of been in the background, but I haven't actually heard them before. Listen to a full album before. I and say. I think he's known for being a bit like a. A grumpy bastard. Right. <laughs> no, you know, he's not like the most vivacious personality. Mm-hmm. All the best ones are. Yeah. <laughs> he's gotten really happy these days because he's become a father. Right. He's married well, and happen. become a father and he's kind of more chirpy. Mm. Oh. But I think his his uh, reputation is a bit low-key, a bit like I think he might lie in interviews just for the fun of it and things mm. like that. A little Lou Reed-like, you know. Sure. Yeah. No, mm. Well, I've got a few references of uh, people from like the 70s and stuff that I felt like it sounded mm. like or mm-hmm. it appears that it sounded like at different points. And I was mm. like, yeah, this is great. Because like, I'd heard Smog before, um, but I couldn't have... Couldn't tell you what I'd heard or when, yes. but you know those um, random mixtapes you hand around when you're younger and by your older caller friends. Um, <laughs> and I had lots of really like interesting music on there. And so I, when I saw Smog, I was just like, "Yep, cool. I know what I'm getting into." Um, but then again, didn't deep dive into Smog at the time. Or as I got older, I kind of deviated. So it was really joyful for me to actually sit down and deep dive into an actual full smog record so now i can go Almost back to the like back the of the first world. time mm-hmm. yeah just because <laughs> like i'm probably going to go back to like knock knock or i'm going to go mm. forwards to other things that came out when i became older and more like mature in my listening <laughs> um uh, and i'll probably go oh my goodness that was that song that was on the tape that yes. we shared around the, with the yeah. art students i lived in in that dingy <laughs> house that place and all that it would yeah. just be it would be awesome so um yeah i'm excited about that prospect so, yeah, we've not talked about the album. But it's like, no, we properly. should do that. I was Sorry. going to do one last thing. Mm. One yes. last thing. Grant, yeah. the million dollar question. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have oh, you seen Smoke? Had I heard of Smoke? Had you heard, heard of Smoke? The band, Bill, no. <laughs> Did I listen to any of it? No. So 2000, last year in my university town, um, no clue. What would you <laughs> have been listening to then? 
I remember buying, um, and it was so underwhelming, I returned it to Pearl Jam's, I thought it was in Vitalogy, it was Binaural. Mm-hmm. And it's the only one that I've returned. Um, <laughs> um, and just drank Tell Eddie to yeah, yeah, do yeah. better. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't because I do love him <laughs> dearly and the whole band. I just didn't, maybe that was just a bad time for me. But I, I bought, that was probably the only disc I bought that year. And I think a lot of the Matrix soundtrack from oh, memory. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> so like Rob Zombie and Deftones mm-hmm. and whatever was on that, mm-hmm. like end-to-end <laughs> Matrix um, yeah. the music disc mm-hmm. was, was what I would have listened to, like yeah. on repeat. Over yeah. and over. <laughs> yeah. well, I think yeah. Liam's got, you've got like Tony Hawk soundtracks and stuff, haven't you? Have no, you talked about that in the past? No, I've got Ma- Matrix soundtracks I love. Like that's what oh, almost, okay. yeah. If you could nominate a compilation, I'd have brought the Matrix soundtrack by now. Wow. No. That was definitely on the list. Oh, wow. well, he know. made the rules yes. and we're not yeah. <laughs> And Creed. Do you remember Creed? I, think I do remember yeah. Creed. Creed was oh, yeah. with second album. I have a Creed album. With yeah. arms on wide CDR. open. Yeah, so I bought the one before that. Oh, I did you know there was, was one before Yeah, there was one I before think I've that. got that. Yeah, it was not, well, Edison changes do it, but it's a, well, or Hands of Clay or something like that. Oh. Okay. Anyway. No. No, so smog no, no smog whatsoever, no clean so skin. This is, very this is yeah, fresh ears wow, for you completely. Hey? So yeah. Liam had an inkling of smog, mm-hmm. I have an inkling of smog, and then Grant is fresh to like the... A, like a big old baby. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like a lovely baby. And two interesting choice of words. Big and old. <laughs> no, that's actually a Bill Callahan line. Of, oh. Like he has a song where he talks about himself being held like a big old baby, but not in this album. Not in this album. He does no, have some that. baby kind of imagery in there. Yes, he does. Nice. Mm. He does have some interesting imagery, and also when he's really young, he looks a bit like George Harrison. He's got real oh, sunken yeah. cheeks and a furrowed brow, and he okay. has that Harrison look. Right. Um, so um, Google that, people. <laughs> Google like kind of looks like them. a librarian or something, something like that. <laughs> like somebody that's going to make music that you feel uncomfortable yeah. to. Yeah. Cool. So there well, we go. We're going to yeah. Di- so all the songs. In. Well, I was just going to quickly. All the songs were written by Bill. And he played vocals, guitar, piano, Hammond organ, synth, and jaw harp on all of them. Mm-hmm. Jeff Parker played guitar, who's from Tortoise. And then John McIntyre did some drums and percussion and recording and mixing. He's also from Tortoise, who are a great, great sort of post-rock, mm-hmm. similar sort of style group. Um, and then Matt Lux played bass and Richard Schuler played drums, neither of which I'd heard of before. But, yeah. I think Matt Lux was in a – was it Iron and Wine? Was- okay. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe but which I'm not a, Which is a similar that. arrangement because Iron and Wine is mostly the one dude and then a support yeah. band behind them. Mm-hmm. That's right. Maybe. And then another guy, Richard Shuler. I did mm-hmm. a, I did an internet search on him. Yeah. Well, he played on a few um, albums, Smog, this one being one of them, another by a band that I don't know called King Kong. But the most things that my search came up is that he plays in drum circles. <laughs> Just in drum circles? Yes. In drum circles. The, those things that I always curse. Yeah, yeah. I'm going past Exactly. Them. Wow. Well, that's Richard Shuler. Nice. Wow. <laughs> but I didn't know him either. So, what are your um, what are your standouts on the album? Oh, okay. Well, Come my, on. So the first song, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. When you listen to that, did it remind you of anything? That intro. It reminded me of a really not 
like 1970s ominous kind of um, soundtrack to something. Yes. So oh, I, it does start off ominous, doesn't it? Yeah, because mm. it has that Robbie. It sounds like there's a guy called Robbie Robertson who does those kind of breathy kind of sounds sometimes mm. with his uh, vocal style, and he was I was obsessed with when I was a child for some reason. Um, yeah, so I've got that as one of my heartbacks to like the 70s. Yes. So next time you're on Skype or someone calls you on Skype. Have a listen to your Skype ringtone because I remember, it must have been in London, Skype started happening and we started doing Skype with Australia and all of that. And the ringtone, it has very, it's very reminiscent of the intro to Justice (laughs) Aversion. Right. Um, But I... I've tried to find out that apparently two Swedish guys wrote the, in, the Skype ringtone. Okay. But nice. it's very similar. Like, mm. it, yeah, maybe well, different keys but similar. Because I knew Smog, or like I thought of Smog as a band. I didn't think of Smog yes. as an individual. Yes. Um, and obviously on the deep dive I found out that then um, when you brought it up and I had to listen, um, I listened to it and I literally wrote lo-fi electro synth intro ominous I'm in yes. oh, <laughs> yes. and I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. in. I was like yes. I'm in it like, it's a great start with the mm. old school vocals multi-layers in certain parts and like some some of it's deliberately imperfect as well yes which is something that People I learned always love yeah. Yeah. interaction yeah. can be flawless yeah mm-hmm. which is yeah. <laughs> which is what, what a I, juxtaposition yes. but like um, another band that was in reference to them at some point like, that I referenced is um, like bands like Pavement where like Stephen Malkmus is literally choosing his own key yes. um, in any given song and there were just moments but you know that he can sing yes. in tune and you know he can do almost a falsetto and you, he can do the deep like he's got a huge range but he chooses to be out of tune and he does it in the first song just yes. to go ready mm. <laughs> yeah. so um the thing i know about him is that he pays a great deal of attention not only to the order of the songs on an album but also how they come album to album so mm-hmm. this coming from knock knock is a really nice sort of segue if you've heard knock knock it's kind of like oh this makes sense and he kind of brings you in from one album to another which i think is really great but it's such a um It has space in it Mm. and I really love his use of space and I like his play on words. So uh, essentially what you've got him saying is uh, he says, this justice aversion for the improper way things are done today. I had to look at the lyric sheet for that because I couldn't make that up. I didn't know what it said, which I also think is kind of fun. (laughs) So he's acknowledging imbalance of power in situations. It might be in a side street, it might be on the main street Mm -hmm. in in full view and he's saying there's, you know, a lack of justice and so it's a justice aversion but I also like the idea of it's aversion of justice. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like... Wordplay, language. (laughs) It has a lyric in it which is something that I can really relate to which is... For the underdog No matter who they are Like the bank robber And the getaway car 
Yes. And you'll mm-hmm. always see me if ever I'm watching a TV show or whatever. I'm just like, no, they're not getting the, yeah. they're not getting <laughs> yes. enough. Which is why I'm obsessed with vigilante theories mm. and stuff. But yeah, so I root for the underdogs. Yes. I even do it when I'm and, watching Premier League. And he's torn. Like it's yes. not like yeah. a yeah, go get him. He's like I. I don't think I should. I don't think I should be rooting for bank robbers because they're not necessarily good people. Yeah. But, but they're the underdog and that's my principle and away I go. Yes, so that's it's right. right from that first song and the whole album all the way through is he's torn about the things that he's singing about. Yes. And you can just see it right from that start. I had the same lyric written down. It was just like it's perfect right. like lyrics, encapsulation of what he felt, how he's feeling. It's like the principle is yes. this. But I don't have to feel great about it. And it's, again, a cinematic Mm-hmm. idea of yeah, the Bonnie mm-hmm. and Clyde kind of thing. or um, But the other thing I wanted to raise when we talk about this is he talks about, he has, um, we could stay up all night talking about my animal nature. And then as you go through all the songs, there's, so there's much. heaps of animals. Mm. So in this one you've got the zebra and the lion, but there's also other animals include alley cats, bumblebees, panther, yes. Wasp, weasels. I don't know how to say this one, but he in the final one he's got Curtonavria flies, a, a species yeah. of flies and insects. And then in that final song, he talks about animals at play. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, hello. Can I drop <laughs> a random fact on you? Yes, he was the narrator on a cartoon for adults, and he like he was the like spoken narrator mm-hmm. um, in 2017, I believe, for HBO, and it was called Animals. Oh, right. wow. my Just God. bringing it all together. That's yeah. amazing. Ta-da. Sorry. Got, got all that the was facts. excellent. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> yeah. To dress sexy at my oh, funeral. The yeah. lo-fi Americana. Just very cool. So this Very is probably cool. my favourite song on yeah, the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely one of the great ones. And I guess a lot of his songs are open to interpretation. You might think that he's just being a big old jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is like the most romantic song I've ever heard. I Whoa. love this song. Because it's like, hey, I need you to look like the best you could ever be, better than you've ever been with me. Because yeah, but, yeah. And you, cause you've never I've done gone, it before. Or like, yeah, because yeah, you've never done it before. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so it's like a weird, yeah, I, I was going to say, it's kind of weird in that way, but he's just talking about all the things she could do. Because she's that alluring, mm-hmm. but then and the remember same, this time, and, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love all this sex. He wants to tell everyone yeah. he's good at, but I feel like it's a real in joke between these two people. Like mm-hmm. he's going to be dead, but mm. she's going to dress up like a hottie. She's going to wink and yeah. kiss at blow kisses at people, and it's like that final intimate in joke. Mm. Yeah, and I guess like it's kind of like a two chord and a bridge song. I guess you could go, oh, this is just a a little playful song that's saying my wife never looks sexy. But (laughs) I think there's a point after he's talking about um, tell them about the time we did it on the beach with fireworks above us and the synth line comes in, which is kind of symbolic of fireworks, Mm. and then he emotes with that, Mm -hmm. ah, <laughs> the, so sexy. It's, it's so, so great. Yeah, it's so because great. he also says, 
also tell them about how I gave to charity and tried to love my fellow man the best I could. Yeah. So he's like, oh, we had great sex. You are amazing looking, but also I was a good person. Just as a side note, I was a good person. Eden. See, I think that's that's actually makes it, that's the the serious moment in it. It's like, it's ha-ha, it's a fun song, but also it's my funeral and I want people to think the best of me and I want to be thought the best of. Yeah. So it's that those, those two lines. I had them written down as well again. It's yeah. like, like it could just be a completely funny song, but also it's about a funeral. So he's going to throw in two lines of bleakness, but yeah. just those two lines yeah. and everything else is just funny. Yeah. And I guess it also makes me look good that you look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it makes me look like I was someone, I, like I died, but check what I left behind. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. And it yeah. reminded me so much of um, 69 Love Songs by Magnetic oh, Fields. Yes. Like I was just listening to that going, this would go, like apart from the fact that it's five and a half minutes because he had no time yes. for five and a half minute songs, but on that album because it's not necessarily love songs it's songs about love yes and this is a song not necessarily how much he loves his wife more just a song about their relationship and about the love that they had Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. i just listened to i was like this could go but then i'm pretty sure this came out before that so i really yeah it really gets me every time and i love the little two drum beats drumstick Mm -hmm. tap tap yeah they didn't need to put that in but they've chosen to Mm. do that and it's like yeah i love that yep Oh. I've got the double tick from you loved it. From me, yeah, you got nice. the double tick. Oh. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, got got double, oh, what else got you double tick, Grant? Um, nothing. Oh, but I'm oh, okay. That's not a bad thing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh wait. But I'm going at an hour, one minute, and there are some um, extended songs mm-hmm. in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The blood flow and distance. Oh, yes. is it? So blood, blood seven, flow. Seven, six, seven minutes. So blood flow is my favorite song on the album. Blood flow has got my heart. We should have given the two. To yeah, yeah Bloodflow's got, got my heart. Long, good, but one tick only. <laughs> it is a journey. Yeah, and it, yeah. but it's one I I'm willing to go on. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how it slows down, speeds up, slows yeah. down, speeds up. I keep bringing pick up, kick in, then close down, close down, pick up, kick in. Yeah, and so it's, it's like, almost yeah. jazz when it when it's going at that medium tempo. Yeah. It's almost like a jazz song, mm. and then it slows down to more like the folky kind of thing, and then picks up to jazz again, and then the end, it's a party song. It's like so it's a party right, pop song. Yep. Just no fear at all. So that's the group in the in the, the liner notes is the Dongettes yes. that you referred to earlier. So oh, they that. are Jennifer Collins, Nicole Evans, and Damien Rogers. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I think it might be uh Damien Rogers. She is a poet as well. I tried to look up their backgrounds mm-hmm. I th- and I couldn't find heaps on them, but mm. it's just like they come in. They, but they do something I love. They spell the word. Yes, yeah. I yeah. love a spell. <laughs> Do you know why? They sounded oh, like cheerleaders. On. Yeah. It That's was what I loved. great. Yeah. But I, it's a complicated thing to spell. It's B L O O D F L O W flow 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 flow. And it reminded me of, I don't know if you remember Faith No More, Be Aggressive. Mm-hmm. And they go, be aggressive, be aggressive, be yeah. aggressive. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think B-E-A. real cheerleaders in the US do <laughs> yes, that. Because well, there's another do. song, there's it. a Marcy Playground song where they do that as well. Oh, but it's a sad song, so, so he slows it right down. It's like, B-E-A-G-G-R. 
E-S-S-I-V-E. Like it's really sad That's and soft, amazing. but I think it's cheerleaders in the US actually spell it out. Oh, stop it. It's, yes. really, it's really weird. So. Okay. Well, I've got cheerleader chant and they've got their hey, hey yes. in it mm-hmm. as well. Which yes. is, so that's got my underscore of, and it's also have the hearts. So, you know, if I do an underscore, that means must mention. Oh, so, I love that code. Got, I have such codes. It's got the mouth heart. It's, it's got, got the mouth oh, harp. Yeah, the, the mouth harp. The jaw harp. Oh, jaw harp. I love yeah. that. I he, I just think it's the funnest so thing. So good. Yeah. Because so <laughs> Snoopy plays it. Snoopy, oh. Snoopy plays a jaw harp a bunch of times when, <laughs> when he's doing like normally like his hobo on the road stuff. Oh. He's like he's always playing the jaw harp. Apparently, I've like I... I looked them up. Apparently, you can like seriously damage your teeth. I can imagine because oh there's like metal God. flying around in there the whole yeah. time and everything. Oh. And um, it's got those funny little boing noises. Yeah, well, that, yeah, the that's, the, that's the that's the jaw Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's almost like the, what's the percussion now. one where you smash a ball and it vibrates? Vibra against, slap. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I almost like one of those but happening band. inside yeah. your mouth with metal. <laughs> I played that as a child. There you go. He mispronounces tete a tete. And my editorial side, oh, yeah, oh, well, he, he, he had to match it with machete. I know, he, he didn't have to, but he did. He, yeah. did. he chose he forced to. It. He I, never, I, I know the, he did that deliberately. Yeah, yes, though. yes, De- I get it, yeah, yes. completely. But it's, Hilarious. That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. make my heebie-jeebies any less. Yes, yeah. no. We acknowledge no, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Thank you. Um, because it starts with an eerie guitar intro and then really soothing his vocals are really soothing and you're like led into this journey yes. as i said and um then he uses his upper register in the vocals mm-hmm. and that's just lovely yes. like it's a really nice like because he has some of the southern he like puts on like a southern drawl in some of the songs then oh, well he can get very low as can. well can he but then yeah he lifted yeah. Uh, so it's not like falsetto but he's bringing his upper register mm-hmm. and from like listening to it as somebody that sings i like really enjoyed hearing his range, range. on the record yes um yes um and then it references the um the whole thing about um Hold on, hold on, with a grip so tight, damns my blood, makes my head feel light. Well, uh, was it? Well, hearts will start, hearts will stop, and the blood will flow until we drop. So great. So I was like, yeah, like that's really like just blood. Blood will continue. Blood, mm. no matter what we're going through, blood will continue, mm. and yeah. then until we drop. Like, yeah, it was really fun. It was a really, but like I couldn't believe when it was over seven minutes because usually I'm a bit pissed off yeah, when yeah, a song's seven over minutes, seven like, minutes. Yeah, it feels like you're like, all right, get it, we're over it, we're done. The song, like yeah, you got yeah, through yeah. the thing, let's let's move on. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't feel like that. Um, one of the things I love in it, he tells them to s- slow down now. Yes, yeah, which makes right, me feel like they were recording it all together at the one time. Which not a musician, but mm. I assume that doesn't happen very often. Like normally, the different people record the different parts separately and do stuff. Yeah. But if he's telling them, okay, slow down now, and the whole thing slows down, it feels like okay, you guys are all in a room. Yes, jamming together and doing very stuff together organic doesn't mm. it and the whole yeah the whole song does feel quite organic because mm. it is just the pace is just changing mm. all the time mm-hmm. it's amazing it's re- yeah it's a really fun little yeah it's a fun song considering it's over seven minutes long <laughs> and what was your other one Grant? you mentioned um the the two long ones being blood flow and distance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, you can talk about 19 as well, but let's not, not from a long perspective, but wow. 
it's difficult to misinterpret those lyrics, I think, in terms of what was going on there. Did yes. you think the percussion at the beginning sounded like footsteps? And it freaked me out. Of 19 or distance? Sorry, distance. Distance? Yeah. It's like haunting, <laughs> but the percussion is like... And it's like... It sounded like when I was listening to it, it was like between listening to it on a phone, listening to it through a stereo, listening to it on headphones, I was like, stop it. You're creeping me out. Yeah. And it's just got that kind of like ominous, yeah, thing, that sound. It has a great line, image. I just love <laughs> nice. That's just great line. Yes, I love that. Um, and he also just earlier he just um, as one little thing, it um, little fists they pummeled absently. Like what a really well crafted mm. line. Mm. Like just like we just imagine like either like tiny people or, or like babies. Like, like thinking oh, like babies. Babies. I was thinking like kids. Yeah, like kids like just pummeling the wall. Yes. Just like like knowing nothing's going to happen because there's no one there. And it's just that kind of imagery that yes. he has around it. So, yeah. yeah. But then it goes, like, it's low with these little guitar licks in between the vocals, and then it just goes, boom, and mm. it hits you with mm. wild guitars, full drums, at like mm. three-minute mark. You're like, whoa, you were a new song. That's right. But you're so, not. But you're not, yeah. It's a slow burn, but the bands that I mostly listen to, the slow burn payoff is like a massive explosion. This isn't a massive explosion. It just is in the terms of the album mm-hmm. where one yes. guitar and one drum come in. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, no, no, it's not It's not a big yeah. power rock thing. Yeah. It's like it's up for them, but it's still just his stripped back, yes. one vocal, one guitar, one like Somebody else's zero percent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's, it's the slow burn with an explosion. It's the slow burn with the lift a little mm-hmm. bit. I really, guy- I, I really liked it. Yeah, it's mm. awesome. I, really, I was going to say, I really, I've got the same. Like, I was just saying, like, you, it lifts and then it drops back at like mm. four minutes. At three minutes, it, drops, it pull, pulls you in. And then at four minutes, 40, it drops you down. And, and then at five minutes, 50, it goes full band, mm. solo, and then fades out for 30 seconds. And you're like, what are you doing in there? What <laughs> the are you doing? It is exactly. It is a journey. A distant journey. Which mm. is lovely. Um, but there's. Um, there's a Canadian artist called Bruce Coburn, and it reminded me a little bit of some of his journeys that he takes. And he's like a really like um, lefty, forward, like um, he's probably like 70 something now, guitarist, a singer, songwriter. Um, and he does those sorts of journeys too. And he'll sometimes lift like music from different genres, from like, all the like African drumming and this and the other, just to different take you on a journey. Yeah. And, but it is different movements, mm. as you say. And it takes you like from a pocket of sound to a new pocket of sound. And then you have hearts back to one of the previous ones, but you're not quite there yet. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's that nice um, change because we're talking 7 minute 54 <laughs> with distance. Pretty, pretty apt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. So it's almost unanimous amongst us. We all enjoyed those two songs, despite, mm-hmm. despite, despite the long. Yeah, well, yes. Which is usually for, something we fall back on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, correct. So for, 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 for um, Pascal's mm. perspective, 
the albums that have been both unanimously flawless, I suppose, amongst the three of us, have generally been pretty much well under 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't get a five-minute track on there, um, oh, wow. maybe a three, 3.30. Um, but to go That's because I like, put us, people like Laura Marling and Nick Drake when they were like, we're finished. We're yeah. done. <laughs> done. Not well, this I, I thank you not for your all. patience. <laughs> oh, well, look. Oh, well, not it's so, paid off, we have, we have, So we, far, it's we looking have good. Had, yeah, there we go. Look, we had Donna Summer, and that was like 82 oh, minutes or something wow. long. So, yeah, that, that was, was, that that was, was a journey. Four, that was four albums. That's, yeah, that was mm. four sides of an LP, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, I'm conscious that we could probably talk about yes. this for a long time. What other ones do you go? Because I've well, sort of I steamrolled might, this with the long ones. I might bring up The Hard Road. Oh, it's which so is good. A, yes. It's the shortest one, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, two yeah, minute 47. This is my, like, the mega cinematic kind of references that I can, that it makes me think of films. So it's obviously this couple who are vagrants. They're kind of on the run making you know, ends meet as they go. Um, it reminds me of two films when I listen to this because it's so stabby and gnarly and it's so, like, you know, harsh. Um, one is Agnes Varda's Vagabond, which is a, um, the story of a young woman who is drifting and she, like, steals things from the line to keep warm and things like that. So she actually does a lot of these things in the French countryside um, and the other one is Ingmar Bergman's Summer with Monica. And that is this two young working class kids run away for the summer and then it just turns to shit. You know, <laughs> like they think they're having the most great time, but um, it, it goes bad. And that song really reminds me of that. That's awesome. Well, I like the fact that there are deliberate like lo-fi style but deliberate silences or there's so like moments much. of just um closed hi-hats being and then it just goes back in again and it's just like the guitar sounds really like sexy in the yes. way it's played so you can hear him stretching the string on the fretboard so it's yes, not just right. I'm not just hitting it and playing it it's like I'm playing it and then going kind of sound and that yeah. is a really sexy thing that a lot of like cock rock people do but he just brings it in mainly for this yes. which is like a yeah. nice one and it dated it for me a little bit this one because um, he sings in a cyclone of stones, wooden spikes in your hair. And I remember in the 90s and 2000s wearing chopsticks in my hair. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So much. And I was like wearing like wooden spikes in your hair to me. It's definitely like oh, that's yeah, really funny. chopsticks in a bun. And so, um, yeah. I'm like thinking she's walked into a bush and she's just got like twigs mm. in her or yeah. something. Yeah. Whereas I, to me, I was just like, oh, no, it's like in this everything that's happening I was just like there she is and it was almost perfection with yeah. like these wooden spikes yeah. in her hair so that it was, was great yeah it's <laughs> but flashback flashback so, but that was so I was just gonna say that was another like pavement style vocals like mm. Stephen Mount was kind of mm. like deliberate I'm not in tune but I'm okay with that mm. yeah so all through the album he defies expectation like you hear a part of a song and if you've never heard the song before you think oh yeah the next bit's going to be this. So he starts off this song with stabbing at that guitar, three yes. notes. And you think, okay, so you're going to do that four times with four gaps. And then when it starts, you're going to fill those gaps with the rest of the melody. And then he never does. He so there's no melody to the whole song. It's yeah. just dun, 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 like not a melody at all. 
but he fills the gaps with his vocals. Yeah. And so it becomes the conversation between stabbing guitar yes. with no melody mm-hmm. and his vocals, and his vocals. Me- doing a melody, but also quite at a single, like a fairly consistent level. Like it's not up and down in the song. Range, like he, really? yeah, yeah, in this song. It's yeah, quite song, monotone. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It grabs your attention because you think, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen next. And then it doesn't happen. You're like, okay, well, now I've got to figure out what happened. Yes, that's right. So, but then it leads into easily led, mm-hmm. which is this soft and slow piano mm-hmm. with yeah. occasional lifts and then deep notes and stuff. So, and it's just really pretty um, with this kind of, I don't know, again, it's an ominous undertone, but um, the vo- vocals, he starts singing like um, the end of a line, he'll go, ah, 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 ah. And he'll do like this really deliberate, oh, yes. deliberate sound. Yeah. Like so, it's not like a flowing like ah. It's a step. Like he steps up the um up the register as he's singing the end of the line. Yeah. And I just thought that was a really lovely thing to hear. Like it knowing is. it's conscious, yeah. as it like like not just because he can't hit the notes. It was like knowing it was a this conscious. Is my, this decision. is what my voice is doing. Mm. Yes, um, which this was is really the baby lovely. song. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there the images go. of the baby are in yeah. this one. Yeah, that's true about yeah. him, like just being easily led by this woman, but yes. not not usually but led. Normally, by. I'm not easily led at all. Yes, <laughs> but the um, baby lines uh, that I lay open, jelly limbed, to your smallest whim, and so you can just kind of think of the floppy baby, <laughs> but then more so. But I am not. Easily fed I'll turn my head When you come at me with a spoon And that's totally what babies do when you feed them something they don't want. It's like, yeah. Hmm? I had those lyrics written down too. (laughs) I've got them in a special colour. Yeah, same lyrics. And it's like, yep. He, it, he makes perfect sense about being not easily led. There you go. Um, ones from, from, other ones from your? Um, the only, we sort of, you mentioned it in passing, 19. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is like that softer and sadder song, Losing What You Had. Um, you guys might not, Jordan and Grant might not know this, but Pascal, I thought this was very Drones-esque. Oh, yeah. I thought, which yeah. is, which, and it feels like, which is mm-hmm. like the Drones were still 10 years away, but it felt like, and I thought, I can see a connection between the Drones and Smog, yes. not in the style of music necessarily, but just in the pa- the vocal patterns and the way the songwriting right. style. So this one, I was like, listen to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see Gareth like covering this perfectly. For sure. Yeah. The, yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a really kind of um, selfish song. Mm-hmm. So the, the narrator of this song is like interested in losing his virginity, mm-hmm. not really worried about what she's going through. <laughs> before <laughs> like, the age of 19, before 20, sorry. Before I broke 20, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it, some of it sounded like um, it was almost like it's like a Nick Cave story. Yeah, and it's cruel, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of like, oh, everything's going to hell. And he tries, <laughs> and his vocals go into that drawl that I talk about, like, um, yeah. and just comes in just for moments, and then everything's like back again. And he does his ooze. Yes. <laughs> yeah, his sexy yeah. ooze. Mm. But like, um, yeah, he has. Oh, but what's really lovely is that the last, like, 
oh, something I really love is the last five seconds of this song is just the hiss of an amp. Yeah, like it's just that's all it is. It's like After it's he like sounds everything. like a wolf. Yeah, <laughs> he sounds like a wolf, and then, and then it just and everything ends. But there's just this shh yes. noise. Um, but um, again, you'd think normally you'd cut that out in mastering, mm. like you wouldn't have mm. that in. But there's um, like strayed starts with hissing from the amp, mm-hmm. so yes. it's like it's another instrument that's joined the crew it's Absolutely. like using the guitar to its fullest the only thing he hasn't done is like plucked the headstock and made yeah. like a placebo sound uh but he's doing everything else with his guitar so it's just like a really lo- and 19 also has what what's something that i sometimes go woo at it's a tambourine oh okay. the tambourine yeah you go woo with a lot plinky. of things yeah, yeah, it's, it's, piano, tambourine, yes. it's like it's not hand claps it's not cheerleaders it's not no, no, no. oh no there's so many yeah, <laughs> which one was it this hey. no. um, yeah there's many things but I have underlined tambourine like that that's the, the choice percussion to open the song that real lo-fi sound I'm going to make a movie reference here but it's not like an art house film but when he talks about um, down by the bay where I did stay, it reminds me of Happy Gilmore. Do you? Do, did you see Greatest that? Movie ever made. Seen Happy okay, Gilmore, so yeah. you know that scene, the scene with what? Shooter McGavin. Absolutely, yeah. Stay out of my way. You'll pay. Listen <laughs> yeah. to what I say. I might go live in the bay. Yeah. <laughs> Make some Play hay. with some clay. Yeah. <laughs> I just made. Yes. Isn't right. a bar? Yeah, I, I have never it. felt so excluded I'm from so a Christmas. Sorry. It's such an amazing movie. <laughs> it's fine. It's no, so no, good. I've seen it. I just oh. felt excluded from this moment. Oh. <laughs> from this moment, this sure. This is fine. Yes. Um, all right. Um, final pitches, Pascal. Okay. Oh, Let's goodness. go. You well, want to discuss yeah, them? We're very short sure. of time. We are okay. short of time, though. I could talk about so many of these mm-hmm. things. So, um, yep, let's let's go to final pitch. Okay, final pitch. Let's Just go. Short and sweet. This is a deliberately cohesive album with literary songs that will ring in your head beyond the listening, and it has a distinct voice you want to hear over and over. Thank you. End nice. of pitch. Nice. Ah. Thank you. Short and sweet. No PowerPoint How presentation. Articulate <laughs> and refined. Yes. George. Hello. A person who may have attended festivals and snobbed yeah, snobs snob, in snob. the past, not yeah. intentionally. Yeah. It's an age thing. It was, if I was older, sure. maybe. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so um, I went, oh, smog. Heard of smog. Been on mixtapes, as we've established. Pretty exciting. Uh, so, first listen, I was like, wow, this is difficult to get through. Um, that was my first thing because I was really not in a lo-fi mood and so I was like I don't know what to do with this um, so I put it down and then I came back to it and then I was like what's it called in theory it's called Songs of Devotion and then I deep dive into the lyrics and everything that's going on and there are lyrics about that are all a decision loss pushing away love etc even down to the final track where the devotion is oh god oh god constantly oh god this is like another devoting song um and a really nice way of closing an album because it's like oh god can you see your shadow inky black on the sand and things like that like really beautiful imagery so um First listen, I was a bit like, I love Pascal, but this might be a struggle for me. Um, Fifth listen, I was like, I need to 
rally through the back catalogue as much as I can. I don't think I've got time. You've got 21 albums and I'm already <laughs> in my 30s, so let's see how this goes. Um, but from when I listened to it again today, from start to finish, I just enjoyed every single moment. Aww. I really did. Everything that he chose to do, every deliberate imperfection, as we've talked about, I just loved and latched onto. And when I'm coming back to you, you are mine and I I love it. So thank you for for me. It's a flawless record. What a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you very much for Nathan. sharing. So sorry, it's a bit hard about <laughs> well, it's, it's moved you, and that's awesome. It's yeah. the point of why we do this stuff. Well, I think anyway. Liam, over to you, sir. Hello. Um, mm. So I had a similar first reaction to George. I was like, "This is the back half is long, and it's like it's there's not a lot of melodies and hooks and stuff you can sort of great grab onto right in that first listen." So it took me a few listens to get into it. But yeah, I was saying once I got into those listens, I was really hooked. And you had to, I think, you have to pay attention to really get the value out of this album. You have to listen to what he's doing. And in the def- like, I've talked before about how it defies the tropes and everything. Mm. So especially, I did mention time, but on the first song where it opens with a synth, and you think in most songs you open with a synth, and then the guitar comes in over the top of it. And this song, it turns out the guitar is playing the backing roll to the synth, and the synth melody you get from the start is going to be the the crux of the song. So yeah, I was loving it, loved all the way through. The problem was the back half; they're all really long, and I did I. I got over it a bit, but never enough to go, yeah, I'd really love to sit down and listen to this album mm. over and over again. Yeah. And we've talked about sort of the things that we do. I don't think there's any song that you need to cut and there's no song that's bad, but I think I would love him to like trim like a minute off most of them and turn it from a 11-track one-hour album into an 11-track 50-minute album. Yeah. And I think that would have been a little bit easier for me to swallow. So I couldn't say it was flawless. Nothing that he did in there was bad, but I just felt like some of the songs – like we talked about blood flow and distance being mm-hmm. long but having a piece, but some of the other ones like 19 and devotion were long and it felt like for the sake of being long, like that he didn't do a lot along the way to justify their length. So yeah. I couldn't call it flawless, but I really loved it. And I think it will make more sense, like if he's releasing one album a year, of course the albums are all going to work with one another because it's not yes. like he finishes one album and then doesn't do anything for three yeah. years and then comes back and records again. It's like he's flow. always mm-hmm. thinking about recording. Mm-hmm. So I reckon if I heard like the album before it and after it, it would probably fit in as part of a piece, but just as the album itself, I couldn't give it flawless. Oh. Oh, well. That's okay. Grant. That's okay. Your own final thoughts. Look, um, I actually didn't mind, didn't have struggle to get through it, I suppose, so much for the first few listens. I um, I didn't do my usual, which is sit outside and, and drink beverages with my missus and um, get my, gather my thoughts. This is, and I don't think this album necessarily lends itself to listening in the pair so much as it's your own journey like um and i i really really enjoyed it begrudgingly because i heard a smile going, you know, <laughs> this is an hour and a minute and i'm going geez guys a seven minute track this is already this is on the back foot for me as it starts um i've got no crosses or indifferent marks and so for mine um i, I think the lyrics were a bit challenging at times and in a good way and constructive way and makes you think um, for sure, I didn't mind the length, which is very unusual. And I'm going to say, I'm happy to say it was flawless for oh, mine. So that's awesome. thank oh. you for bringing it. Oh. <laughs> I genuinely, um, I enjoyed it. It was really, you know, and blood flow, I think you certainly deserved it two ticks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, that was my bad. But um, thank you. For mine, it was flawless. So, um, you know, three out of two four, out I suppose. Of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, two out of three, three is pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, just so, before we wrap up, where yes. can people find out more about Stress of Leisure? Where oh, can they find you have, online? Oh yeah, hold on. Can I just say Stress of Leisure, amazing live, totally awesome. If they are playing in Brisbane or touring, please go and see them because it will be an epic and awesome experience. Aww. And I say that as uh, somebody who didn't know Pascal before I first saw her live and then when, <laughs> when I found out I was going to meet her. Aww. So there you go. That's lovely. So where do we so, find you? Okay, so we've just put out an uh, album, Faux Wave. So go to Bandcamp and check out that album. Or we've got a video for one of the songs, Banker on TV, that you can see. Uh, we're playing with Custard. If what? lockdown and yeah, stuff is okay. Up from Sydney, so. Yeah, so, but we've got shows in February with Custard at the Tivoli, which is going to be nice. really, really fun. And uh, we're on Facebook, Insta. All of those things. Check Great. us out. I'll put some links in the show notes so everyone can find oh, you. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thanks for bringing Dongs of Sevotion <laughs> by Smog. Um, and thanks to you, everyone, for listening. We've got a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, or give us a rating. Every little bit helps find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we now also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flawless AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, God. I never. Why?